Welcome to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. This is your number one crypto podcast to hear directly from the movers and shakers, innovators and disruptors in the cryptocurrency industry. Follow on Twitter for updates and to communicate directly at Wolf Big Dog. That's at Wolf Big D-A-W-G. Now, now, here is your host, the one and only Big Dog Crypto. And welcome to the latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Big Dog Crypto. And, you know, this morning turned out to be a very, very busy morning in crypto, in the industry. And I happen to get one of the best people that analyzes probably at the worst time because this is when he is nonstop. <laughs> Nebraskan Gunner, brother, how are you doing? Good, man. How's it going? I appreciate you having me. Man, look, I appreciate you making the time. I know you're super busy. Uh, so this is the 33rd episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast, a special awesome. one. But I want to go back to my first guest on the episode one. I had CZ on. It looks <clears> like in the past 24 hours, my first guest, is he causing problems or making things happen? Wow, man. <laughs> Acquiring FTX. That's crazy. I guess they're trying to, you know, maybe they teamed up to try to have the least market impact. Uh, yeah. Which you could see, I guess, in the chart, everyone thought that was the right call because the you know, Bitcoin spiked probably like what five to ten percent in maybe an hour or half hour. So um we'll see though. Usually these kind of uh FUD, you know, the the news driven pumps and dumps, they kind of level out and they kind of go back to median afterwards anyway. So we saw the FUD driven dump. Now we're seeing the news driven pump and yeah. it's probably gonna find an equilibrium, you know, right in between that level. You know, it's interesting because, you know, we talk about and I was I was looking at your uh, your tweet where you said who had uh, Binance acquiring FTX on the 2022 bingo card. And, yeah. you know, it's funny because I was I appreciate coming on that, that first episode. That was great to have him on. And but watching him throughout the years, and you've been in the space a long time, too. Binance has got so big and they've gotten so powerful. Um, and let's be honest, FTX was a, was a very big exchange. Um, when you look at it going forward and you look at the whole industry and stuff, you 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 are a I look at you as, as a technical analysis, right? Mm -hmm. I mean that's that's what you do. How much do does fundamental analysis play in with things like that or, or, or events? How I don't want to say how hard or difficult does it make it, right? Because you put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, but as a as a TA, you know, how do you look at things like that? Yeah, I mean I wasn't trading today, you know, because when yeah. there's these heavy news-driven events. TA works really well. You know, tell me the news. I'll tell, I'll show you the chart is a right, term right. I've heard quite often. And it basically means, oh, there was bullish news. Well, look, the chart was just breaking out or the chart was just at support. Um, you know, it was kind of weird because uh, I was looking just at the low timeframes, like one, three, five minute charts. And on Seoul, there was a really nice double bottom, uh, picture perfect volume. Everything was absolutely perfect. And I, I, I didn't want to share it on Twitter because I was like, well, it takes one news driven negative FUD event or, you know, any more negative news to come out to drop the price another 5%. So I was just kind of watching it and, you know, it played out perfectly. And of course, right after it broke out from resistance to confirm the double bottom, uh, literally within a couple minutes, that's when CZ or not CZ, uh, that's well, both of them, SBF and CZ had posted that they were that Binance was acquiring FTX and of course that double bottom breakout that had just right. confirmed it took off so it, it was it was pretty it's always interesting to see how often you know probably 90% of the time you're going to see news news reflected in the chart and the chart could have predicted that price action anyway 
And that was just, it's just one of these, you know, we look at like the wildest events in crypto and whatnot. To me, this is going to go down as one of the more wild ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely a crazy day, crazy price yeah. action. A lot of people probably getting their ass kicked. Um, yeah, and yeah. as a technical trader during times like this, where there's a lot of news going on, a lot of uncertainties, that is the absolute best time for me to sit out and just kind of watch and enjoy the show from the sideline. You know, it's, you know, well, so that's the thing. So bringing that inexperienced traders or newer traders coming into the space, you know, uh, let's say somebody just started this week. Well, you're going to learn a lot of stuff just watching. Um, what time frames do you like to look at? Are you, you know, one hour, four hour, 15 minutes? I mean, and, and let's say specifically, let's say people that are trading short term. What time frames do you like the best? Uh, I don't have a favorite, you know, I mean, whatever time frame I can make money, money on is the best time mm -hmm. frame. Right. And that's right. pretty much all of them. I'm not as good of a swing trader. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, in these conditions, just make it a little bit tougher anyway. Uh, but I, you know, I excel on low time frames. So, like anything around 15 minute, that's going to be my sweet spot. Um, but for newer traders, you know, they're just going to get their asses kicked on low time yeah. frames, anything lower than 15 minutes. So, if you're a new trader, I'd recommend starting learning charting on, day on a daily chart and then maybe getting down to like the 4H and the one hour charts for some confirmation. Um, but, you know, going any lower than that, you're going to have to build a little bit different strategies. Price action's a little bit different. Uh, you know, it's easier to fake a five minute candle than it is to fake a one day candle. As far as like one big buy or sell order on a five minute chart can affect that candle dramatically um, right before a candle close. And it can look completely different candle than it really should. And the price might not actually reflect that afterwards. We're on a daily chart. You know, it's hard to fib on the close on a daily chart. Well, when you looking at trading, how did you originally, how long have you been in the space for? And then did you have experience before that in trading? Um, five years now. So okay. no, I didn't have any experience with trading, but I've always been a numbers and patterns guy and puzzles yeah. and, you know, problem solving. Mm -hmm. So this was kind of right up my alley. And I kind of mm -hmm. just, uh, picked it up pretty quickly, I guess. Okay. And that's, so what new people coming into the space is uh, there's a lot of new people that will tune in the podcast and I try and like give them that advice and whatnot. Um, what would you uh, give them advice or suggestions of the best way to learn how to be a good trader, a better trader. Right. And, and right. Learn. I mean, I think the first thing is just expectations. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people just think they can sit down and become a full-time trader. You know, I learned to trade while I had a job and then all of a sudden my, my trading was getting in the way of my job, but that was after like three years. So yeah. it wasn't happening right away. I didn't just quit my job and go straight into trading. I literally was just expecting it to be kind of a side thing until it just mm -hmm. literally took over um, and became my day job became a nuisance to trading. So that's when I knew it was time to, to quit. So having that expectation of knowing that it's, you know, what, like 90% of traders fail. So you have to study harder than everyone. You have to, you know, be in that top 10% and you don't get in that top 10% by doing anything other than studying textbooks um, online from other traders, you know, that are successful. Um, and it, there's just so much that goes into it. And I think people just jump in right away. They drown immediately. You know, they jump in the water, they drown immediately and they don't want to ever swim again. Or if they do swim or they go near water, they're scared and it's going to affect their whole psyche every time they log in to try to look at a chart. So um, I did a lot of initially, uh, you know, I didn't trade for the longest time. I just studied the charts, practiced, practiced. And then when I did start trading, I was using paper money or, you know, like very, 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 very small amounts. Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, that's the key risk management, uh, from a new, a newbie perspective is going to be your absolute best friend. It's the only way you can survive. Um, you have to understand risk management before you do anything in the market. So that's definitely, definitely the utmost importance. And I was taught that early, um, Mm -hmm. by my mentors and that's really stuck. And I think that's really why I've been so successful is because I've just never really, I've taken some large losses before, but I've never really taken that, that loss, you know, that defining loss that just completely wipes you out or whatever. And I think that's the absolute goal in the end, right. Is to just survive and have enough capital to keep playing. Right. Well, yeah, there's no doubt about that. You talk about risk management and, and capital preservation. I mean, that's that's the main things right there. Um, when you look at the space right now, so you said you've been in, you've been in about five, so you've been in since five years, 2017, yep. Um, yep. which is a long time. You know, we look yep. at the whole industry, like you tell people that we've been around with 12 years. So you've been in five, been almost half of the whole that's time. That's true. That's a good point. Um, what's the, what's the big, and this is, kind of, this is really kind of a general question, and I don't really even know the, I don't know how it is. Okay. But what's the biggest change you've seen for when you've got, when you got in to now, cause I, I got in in 17 and, and I said, I don't even know that I can answer that. Like, other than maybe that's more, uh, you know, widely known, right. The whole yeah. industry is, but what would you say is one of the biggest changes or two biggest changes you, you notice now from five years ago? Um, you know, like Fiat on and off ramps are a lot easier. Okay. Uh, crypto is more accessible now. It's a lot easier yeah. to get by crypto. If you want to, you don't have, mm-hmm very many companies like rejecting crypto now. Like there was a lot of companies that like wouldn't let you buy crypto with a credit card or like it, freezes. It, was yeah, yeah. it was hard yeah. to buy crypto back in 2017. Yeah. Like I had a hard time doing it mm-hmm. other than Coinbase. But back then they had what, like three assets. So right, right. there'd be all these altcoins. I remember uh, Walton Chain. I wanted to buy it at 50 cents or below 50 cents. And I could not find an exchange that I could get on that I felt comfortable with to put any money on. And that damn thing went from whatever sub 50 cents to like $45. So, I mean, it's just crazy now. It's just so accessible. Um, And there's a lot more dilution in the market Mm -hmm. now, right? You've got NFTs, Mm -hmm. you've got different chains, you've got Soul Chain, Binance Chain, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Like you've got all these different networks with all these different tokens um, and, and NFTs now. So the market cap is really being all the funds in the market are really being diluted now and you're not seeing as many crazy altcoin pumps or that crazy big alt season like we had in 2017 right um but yeah of course adoption's gotten more there's more adoption more people have more confidence in crypto now right like oh i can buy crypto because it's it's here to stay like it's legit it's not going to be banned by the government um and i think that was the biggest concern back in 2017 was government banning it right and then china banned it in that november or october and it dumped like 10 or 15 20 percent a day and then instantly got bought back up um but that was the biggest fud back then was was banning and now if somebody bans it it's like oh one percent drop nobody cares it gets bought right back right well, you know, it's, you, you just said something. I just, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, you're right. Because it's like, whether it's trying to ban it, what, 10 times. And you remember like back in the day, that would cause a huge drop that India oh, yeah. also. And so it was always, and I, somebody messaged me yesterday and he was like, yeah, he says the thing with, um, with Sam and CZ, wow, this is going to be really bad. This and that. And then he's like, I wonder if it doesn't affect the market as much. And I'm like, look, I said, my opinion is, hey, look, this is a big deal. There's no question about that. Right. I said, but I don't think, and this is just my opinion. This is just without doing analysis on that we're going to drop to 14 to 13. I don't think so. I said, I think, I feel like there's so much institutional buy support, right. Between that right. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 range that it's, you don't have the same sort of effect 
right? As you had, I mean, this is still a big effect, but it's almost like maybe the space is maturing in a sense where we're kind of used to these things, not like quite like this, right? But the banning, right, doesn't seem to have the same effect as it did before. I think if I'm kind of what you're saying, huh? Yeah, I mean, we're kind of, uh, what's the word, like numb to it now. We just, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, somebody banned crypto again. Ha ha. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't, nobody cares. Back right, then right. it was like, oh God, China banned crypto. Are they, it would drop are they really yeah, banning yeah. it? People would like sell everything. They'd liquidate all their assets. You're like, oh yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely don't have that anymore. Well, looking ahead, and the one other thing on crypto, looking ahead, let's say in the next three to five years, what would you like to see in the space? What are a couple of things that you're like, okay, if we get to this point, right, or I see this, you know, this is what I'd like to see. That's the loaded question. I don't know. Yeah. My, my biggest thing is I want to see some new altcoins um, come mm -hmm. into the space, you know, with actual projects, mm -hmm. right. uh, because those are the altcoins that ran the hardest in 2018 mm -hmm. or, you know, 2019, 2020, right. whatever, whenever the bull run was, what was it? 2020, 2021. Right. Um, altcoins that were new had the least mm -hmm. upside sale pressure. So they were the right. ones that were going the hardest. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what I'm waiting for. A lot mm -hmm. of people are emotionally attached to a lot of older mm -hmm. altcoins, uh, you know, dino coins or whatever you want to call them. Right. And we've seen historically, they just don't tend to do as well, right. um, on, you know, on the next cycle. Right. So uh, I'm interested to see mm -hmm. what new assets come out, which ones are worth investing in, you know, for a year or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. because of course we know altcoin cycles go down 90% at any given time. So um, I'm definitely going to be looking to take profit on them again, mm -hmm. but you know, um, mm -hmm. That's that's my biggest interest is to kind of see what comes out of the bear market. So then that that leads to the question that everybody asks. I get this a lot. I'm sure you get a lot too. When alt season, right? When is the next alt season? Yeah. yeah I mean, that, we, we don't have a crystal ball, right? I always say no. when Amazon sends me a crystal ball, I can tell you. But if you had to guesstimate, what are your thoughts? Well, it depends on your on your definition of an alt season. I mean, what CHZ Chili's is up like 100 percent in the last. Mm -hmm week couple weeks right? right um link just did like a 15 percent mm. pump yesterday uh right. i remember axs last week did 15 percent. so mm. i mean that could be an alt season in and of itself if you want mm. to consider it that and for me as an intraday trader that's that's beautiful that's all i need you know nice yeah yeah no i, I get you on that um so let me ask so just wrap a couple of personal questions um what sort of food you going to eat some food what do you eat what's your favorite food favorite food mm -hmm. Oh man, I like, I like anything. I don't know anything that's like, I've been, I've been on a health kick lately. So I've been doing like a lot of chicken and mm -hmm. rice. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. a tough question. If we're just saying favorite food, yeah. it's probably got to be like loaded barbecue nachos, like just some okay. nachos with some nice. pork brisket or something yeah. on them, you know, barbecue brisket. I don't know. That's my go-to. Can't, can't go wrong with that. And then uh, one other thing, when you're working and stuff, I always like to ask my guests, I'm always interested um, in the background. You have music on, you have podcasts, you have TV, silence. Like what is your, what is your background? Uh, yeah, I just know, do some Pandora. Stuff. Yeah, just throw okay. on some like, music. I don't have it too loud because it'll distract mm -hmm. me, but I need something to keep okay. my mind from uh, spacing off, I guess. So just a little okay. bit of noise. Yeah, okay. nothing crazy. All right. Well, very cool. Very cool. Okay. And let's uh, ask people, if people want to know where they can find you, where do they find you on Twitter? What's the best way to connect with you? Yeah, uh, of course, Nebraskan Gooner on Twitter. I've got a ton of educational uh, platforms and free, just free content everywhere. I've got my YouTube. So if anyone wants tons of free educational playlists, I've got a trading for beginners series. I've got a leverage trading series. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, so it's all free. Uh, if you want to subscribe to my YouTube, I really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's where you can find me. And all of my links are in my bio for uh, you know anything that I provide.
Okay. Well, look, I appreciate it. I followed you for a while. You were one of my favorite in the space. Uh, your stuff has been very spot on. I've enjoyed it. So thanks for coming on the program. I do appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. The latest Big Dog Crypto Podcast with Nebraskan Gooner. Thank you. You've been listening to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. Follow on Twitter at WoofBigDog. Woof, big D-A-W-G. And run faster than the competition. Woof, woof.